I'm Helen Tucker. Welcome to Your Career and You, the podcast. My mission statement is learning to believe in yourself gives inner strength to achieve the impossible. Your journey is all about learning to believe in you, becoming the top consultant and CEO of your own business and taking control of your own career. Your journey starts now. So welcome, Natalie. It's really, really exciting to have you here. I'm, and I'm sure some of our listeners will be curious in terms of your story. So let's just kick off in terms of tell me why you're here. What is your story? I've been here for five weeks now, five weeks. It seems like a lot shorter. The reason why um, we are here, I basically was living in London for quite some time and had a partner who was the father of my daughter. And unfortunately, that turned into a domestic abuse situation. So I uh, sort of mustered the strength to get out of that relationship. And I quickly realised once we um, had split up that I was going to not just only be a single mother, but I was going to raise this child on my own. Um, And she was just 14 months old at the time. So I basically thought, I need to make a plan. This isn't going to work. And as such, I had friends all at different parts of the world. I didn't have so many friends in London, but different friends around the world. And I came out to Dubai probably about 18 months ago now. And basically, one of my really close friends, she was like, mm, yeah, you know, there's much better quality of life here. So um, I basically put the world wheels in motion 18 months ago. And here I am. Wow. Wow. That's just, even the thought about coming out with a young one is really challenging. So based based on what you just, that little snippet of what you shared, what came through, what strengths and abilities actually shined for you? I think it's my, probably my determination and my resilience. Because I think as you know, every woman knows who has a child, it is one of the hardest things that you will ever do in your life. And unfortunately, we live in quite a society where you don't really know about it until you're kind of in it and it's too late. So for me, it was very much about how am I going to improve this situation? How am I going to find happiness? Um, How am I going to give myself the quality of life that I deserve, quite frankly, in order to grow and also, you know, do the best for my daughter as well. So I think it's very much about planning rather than just kind of rolling through life and kind of just going, yeah, you know, yes, sometimes when you are in a terrible situation, you have to just go, right, okay, give yourself time to adjust and not force yourself. But at some stage, you need to make a plan. And that plan has to be for the benefit of your life, your mental health, your happiness, and so forth. And whatever that plan has to be, you kind of have to have that tunnel vision and determination to make it happen. Because in my situation, we actually went to court and it was the high court so you know I don't think it gets any determined any more determined than that you know so to an extent this is like my nirvana (laughs) planning determination and resilience I think are the three so tell me about your experience so far living in Dubai and how are you navigating your way through 
just developing and finding your ideal job? Prior to actually, so I mentioned that we arrived five weeks ago, but prior to that, I'd had I come to Dubai a number of times. So I was already building up a real insight. Back to that planning point, which I raised earlier, it was about building up that insight before you actually get into the region, making as many friends, both professionally and socially as possible. You know, so for me, it was very much about joining the right networks. So Facebook is an amazing tool for that. Eventbrite as well. That's how I found out about Women Talk, of course. And basically, Dubai has, it feels like a lot of people are all in the same situation. They've come to a completely new part of the world for them and they've got to settle. And lots of other people who are more established kind of rally around and answer questions and help out and connect and those sorts of things. And it's a much, much more community sort of environment than, say, in London, for example, because people don't have... Generally, people don't have an extended family here. So, you know, it's about, for me, it was about asking people for help, getting out, um, identifying the sources to network, talking to people, meeting people for coffee, sometimes with an objective, sometimes not, just to get insight, and to really sort of speak to people as much as possible um, and that sort of thing. And I think it's that that's really the best way because I think every person that I've spoken to since I've got here has given me a new piece of advice where I can go to look for a job, for example, or how I can make friends who are similarly minded. Yeah. I think you've raised some really, really key points there about networking, about being part of a community, because here, as you've mentioned, it's all about who you know, and that connection is quite important. So how have you developed stronger links? And the next stage of that, once you've found those links and those connections, what have you been doing to actually solidify your next move? Well, once I say networking is a key, I know it's key, networking is great. But I'm not so good at it. I think I, um, I'm naturally, I'm an introvert. So I'm not never going to walk into a room of people and be like, hi, yes, I'm Natalie, let's meet. Um, let's chat, should I say. But I think, you know, I'm more of a one-on-one type of person. So I think for me, it's kind of getting to that point and and developing my networking skills and I must say I'm still sort of learning when it comes to networking so and I'm I'm, I'm very much taking baby steps you know so every networking event most of the networking events are online at the moment one of the things that I will do is if the chair asks for um, information or does a a sort of round table question or something then I will always try and sort of uh, provide some information because the more you speak up in those sort of forums the more people are going to you know find out about you and you find out about other people so baby steps but getting there (laughs) that's that's one of the things that I do need to improve because I think the more you network here in Dubai and in the region the GCC region then the better life is going to be for you Covid has shown us that a lot of people have been made redundant but I think those people who have been successful and effective at networking have managed to bridge that and kind of move into other roles and so forth yeah 
Yeah, I totally agree because I know there's friends and family and people within the Women Talk Network have lost jobs, have been sent home as well. And it's, you know, during these times of the pandemic, it's really, really challenging. One of the things that you touched on, apart in terms of networking, is asking questions. So what are your top three questions that you would ask an expert in relation to your career development and how you find your ideal job? So my first one is, how do you stay motivated and positive? Bearing in mind my backstory and where we are now, for me, it's an achievement to be in the region. But, you know, I'm a little bit jaded. So how do you retain that motivation? How do you how do you keep positive? And also, how do you make sure that whenever you are out in some of these networking events, you are putting your best foot forward? Because sometimes you do forget and kind of slip into your old way. So how do you kind of effectively do that? I would say, what are your top say three skills around networking as we've talked about what are the top three tips that they would share about sort of starting networking from the ground up or things that you should always try and remember as you walk into the room you know I've always been told sort of those things about you can talk about the weather and those small talk but that's actually a little bit easier said than done so what are the best ways to do that and then how to build your profile and your personal brand. Those would be my three questions. Okay, excellent. Excellent. They're really invaluable questions as well because that will help other women who are in the region and also maybe thinking about coming over. And just to touch on your personal story because I know it's been, it has been quite difficult and especially being a single mum being here with a toddler how have you really and you mentioned motivation so how do you motivate yourself and just to keep yourself going day in day out especially whilst you're job hunting and having a little one probably running around and trying to sort of keep her entertained as well and I think you're right that's exactly it my motivation quite honestly, um, has peaks and troughs in every week. Every week is different because it feels like a real personal achievement to be able to have gotten on that plane and have my daughter here with us and to be in a situation where we've got the opportunity now to build a completely new life for ourselves where all of the past is now, there's kind of been a line being drawn. So everything that moves, that, that happens now moving forward to an extent is about my effort and my abilities and so forth. So that's really motivating in itself. I think to stay motivated, I run. I don't run as much as I would like to, but I do do a bit of running and Pilates and general exercise for that mental well-being. I think that's so, so important. Ava is now in, uh, my daughter is now in summer school. So I have the mornings to myself, which is fantastic, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, it's great to see her in the afternoon, but in the, in the mornings, that's time for me to job hunt and to network and to 
speak to people. And equally, once she's in bed, then that gives me an hour or so to do the same. So I think it's about having a very specific, organizing your time and making sure that you've got a very specific timetable of when things can be done rather than trying to do everything all at once. You know, I plan to go to networking face-to-face events because, again, I think that will benefit me personally as well as professionally you know one of the the, the really great motivating things about coming to Dubai is that there are so many single mothers and there is not that stigma attached to being a single mother as you would get in the UK for example so you know that's really motivating that helps to boost my confidence because I'm a person in my own right now I'm back to being Natalie who does digital product management and that sort of thing I'm no longer just a person who's got had a failed relationship and you know domestic abuse and a young child kind of thing so you know those sorts of things are so, so in a way I'm able to it's a fantastic opportunity to start fresh. So all those things keep me motivated. I think that you, I get demotivated or, you know, you, it wanes in motivation because as much as Dubai is fantastic, the clock is ticking, there's visa issues, there's job issues, you know, you need an Emirates ID card. So that, that can be the pull on the motivation because it's like there's still a lot to sort out. So I think on a day-to-day basis, what I try to do is get some exercise, get some fresh perspective, meditate as well. I'm not very good at meditation, but I'm trying. (laughs) And to look at each day. And and there's lots and lots of tips and advice on the web. So being grateful for things. So when you wake up in the morning, what are the three things that you are grateful for? Those sort of getting into those sorts of practices. I think that helps to maintain your motivation. And if you are feeling demoted, demotivated like I was a little bit yesterday afternoon just be with it give yourself some time to do nothing watch some mindless tv but come back to it fresh the next day with new motivation I think that they're fantastic tips and and that's something that we advocate as well as part of women talk it's that self-care and I think a lot of employers would have to implement some of those as well so I think there there could be some sort of shift on how recruiters recruit staff and how they retain them and how they develop them. So in your opinion, what else could employers do to actually get the best from individuals, such as yourself? Because your background, you're coming from a digital background, which is, it's innovative, it's exciting, and it's something that the UAE is really, really developing. So. How would you put yourself out there in terms of what you would say to an employer or a recruiter looking at your skills? What would I say to a recruiter? I think I think the, the wellness piece is so important. And I think a lot of companies just kind of say that they're focused on their employees and the well-being of their employees. But actually, that doesn't really flow through. And you will inevitably get employees that are very skeptic about that and so I think we need to get to a point where we are we we, it's a very mature thinking about it that actually if you focus on your employees and invest in them then you're going to get the, the returns are going to be better because okay at the moment you know we're in a market where employers can pick and choose their stuff but we don't know what's around the corner and you know if there is 
really great economic growth will be in a position where employers are going to be fighting for the best employees. Millennials, for example, go to companies now where the corporate responsibility and the well-being of the employees is very high and there, there is tangible evidence from that. So employers need to think about it in terms of their profitability. You know, if you have the right employees in your organisation and you are looking after them, that is then going to have an impact on your profitability. It's not just a resource to be used and discarded as and when. And I think as long as employees can kind of change to that shift, they're going to see longer term profitability for themselves. Wow, that's yeah, that's fantastic. What is your plan B, Natalie? My plan B, gosh, I don't think I have a plan B because I think my plan is to very much get a job and get settled. And like I say, because this has been in the planning for so very long, actually, I do have a plan B, I apologize. <laughs> so if um, the market continues to be challenging, I think I'll probably move to a freelance basis. I hadn't foreseen working on a freelance sort of contract, but I know that my skills and experience will still be relevant no matter what the current climate. And if that is, I need to be on a freelance contract in order to give those organisations those flexibility, then so be it. Because there might be benefits for me in terms of I can try out a couple of different companies. I can also share my skill set with those organisations, as well as getting an insight into whether the culture is right for me. And then, you know, you can work with them longer term. And then when the market improves, then can move to a permanent contract. So I think that would probably be my plan B. Myself and my daughter are very much here for the uh, longer term. So I'm very excited, despite the, the obvious challenges that we're experiencing. I'm really excited for uh, about the future. Oh, that's, that's, that's really good. And I'm so pleased that you're here and you have, I admire you. I take my hat off to you in terms of what you've been through and what you're going through at the moment. What advice or what tips would you give someone who may be in a similar position? Because we've had women share their story about being in similar circumstances and situations of domestic abuse, and they are feeling so stuck where they are. What piece of advice would you give someone similar to your situation? One of the things that I did when I was kind of in the throes of that situation was speak to people on Facebook or speak to family members and that type of thing. And talking really, really helps. If you if you don't have family members that you can talk to, then, you know, I'm also online as well. And I would happily help people who are in that situation and provide advice. So I'm on Facebook too. I would then say that they need to kind of take time to recharge things, basic things that we don't do for ourselves, like getting enough sleep, eating properly, fruit and veg, getting fruit and veg into our bodies. And then once you're recharged, then you can sit down and go, right, okay, how do I move forward? And until you are rested and your mind is functioning properly, you cannot do any of that. There's so many emotions. And if, if you are unfortunate and you're still in that emotional phase, just give yourself time. I'm a sort of person that likes to do things at 100 miles an hour. And so to have planned to be here and then it's taken 18 months, like, you know, is really, really frustrating. 
but these unfortunately as soon as a child children are involved in so many cases they are things that you would normally be doing take twice as long and it's to kind of give yourself time but I think the key is to make a plan but also allow that flexibility with that plan so if it doesn't go exactly according to plan don't beat yourself up because at the end of the day that that serves nobody any benefits and the getting through a domestic abuse situation is probably the hardest thing that you'll ever do and and unfortunately in society there isn't enough support for women who have gone through that situation so you have to be you have to be your own greatest advocate and look after yourself first because if you don't you're not going to get to your new chapter yeah totally agree and as you said the support is lacking and unfortunately it has been increasing in terms of domestic abuse based yeah. on the pandemic, based on lockdown. So many women have been locked in that situation because of financial, financial frustrations, challenges, lack of job. So the abuser is within that home environment and you know the frustrations are there and a lot of women are going through a lot of domestic abuse so I would agree totally is to really make that connection if you can I know there's certain organizations um, that will help women and as the founder of Women Talk we're also advocating safe codes and getting women to talk about their stories so I'm just so pleased that you are able to share your story and how you are actually getting yourself ready for the job market and looking at how you navigate that. And it's just fantastic you being here. My last question is, what does it mean taking control of your career? What does that mean to you? I think, again, my back to my planning point, I think for me that means like sitting down and going, okay, you've done so I started very much in marketing and kind of moved and shifted my career according to the market and according to my own motivations and, and drivers and I think for me taking control of your career is very much around sort of taking that time out and go where do I want to be in say three five or ten years time and then going, am I, is, this, is, this, is this a career that I want to be in? Obviously, with COVID, sometimes you, you have to take the job that is available because we're in that situation. But hopefully in a year's time, two years' time, we won't, we, you know, we'll be looking back and we'll be in a situation where there is economic growth and that's really the time to be going, right, okay, so I should be moving my career now to the ideal place that I want it to be. So for me, it's very much about sitting down and, and trying to make a plan and having loose timings and going, do I like, what are the aspects of my job that I enjoy? What don't I enjoy? I guess with every job, there are elements that you don't like. <laughs> I'm the first one to say that. But making sure that you actually get satisfaction from your job. And if you don't get satisfaction from it, what could you what could you do instead? So thinking about that and making a real plan for how you can move across because we spend so much time, as we always say, we spend so much time working. So it has to be something that you enjoy and get fulfillment out of. And if it isn't, 
then make a plan to shift across. You know, these things never happen overnight, but at least if you've got that plan there, you've got something to keep you motivated. And perhaps you've even got steps about how you can get there as well over a, a longer time frame. That's fantastic. And I liked how you succinctly looked at your own career. And if you've looked at how people or even things have influenced you to make those decisions, um, you put in some action in place. You've looked at some of those action and broken it down so you're able to take that next step. You've looked at networking and how you can navigate your way around looking at your ideal job or your plan B in terms of being a freelancer. So it's really fantastic how you, your journey has been really a positive and, and I think a lot of people will gain so much in terms of what you should. And I'm so thankful that, you're, that you've taken part in this podcast and I want to thank you. Any last thoughts or maybe two top tips that you would share with our listeners? Always try and get a good night's sleep around eight hours and make time for yourself. Make time to think. It's important to get stuff done, but make time to think, to reflect. Is this right for you? Are you happy? If not, then put it on the list and make a plan over some t- over a time frame. Excellent. Thank you. And I'm going to wish you all the best for your journey, your career journey, and all the best for your little one as well. So thank you thank so you. much, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Your Career and You, the podcast. The career and business tips shared by our guest were certainly inspirational, informative, and insightful. For more tips on how you can take control of your career and business, subscribe to our next series of Your Career and You, the podcast. You can also visit our website for more information. So subscribe and take control of your career and you.